integrity is the foundation of a successful life. You can have talent, you can have vision, you can have determination, but without integrity, you're not going to become everything that God created you to be. A person of integrity does the right thing, even when nobody is watching. Can you believe that? They don't play at the computer when the boss steps away. They don't shortchange people on a business deal. They don't cut corners on your auto repair just because nobody will ever know. They give it their best, whether anybody is there to witness or take note or not. There's a famous story about baseball slugger, Ted Williams. He was 40 years old. Obviously, his career was coming to an end. Boston Red Sox, suffering from a pinched nerve in his neck. The thing was so bad that he later explained that he could hardly turn his head to look at the pitcher. For the first time in his career, he batted under 300, just averaging 254 for the season with 10 home runs. Still, he was the highest paid player in all of sports that year, making $125,000. <laughs> And the next year, the Red Sox sent him a contract for the same $125,000. When he got it, he sent it back. He said he wouldn't sign the contract until they reduced his salary. He said, I never had any problem with them about money. Now they were offering me a contract I did not deserve. And I only wanted what I deserved. In those days, the biggest cuts that you were legally allowed to make in a baseball player's salary was 25%. So he cut his own salary by $31,350. Can you imagine athletes today being that honest or that humble? This is an instance where Ted Williams showed himself to be a man of integrity. Now don't we appreciate integrity? We appreciate integrity in our co-workers, we appreciate integrity in our wife, we appreciate integrity amongst our children, we appreciate integrity in our teachers, we appreciate integrity amongst our employees, we appreciate integrity with our employer. Many of us don't think it's important that we have integrity, but we appreciate it in other people and sometimes even insist on it. So who are people with integrity? People you can trust, people who have a certain wholeness about them. When someone has integrity, there's nothing false in it. Everything's authentic. Same inside as outside. The famous architect Frank Lloyd Wright once said, what is needed most in architecture today it's the very thing that's most needed in life, integrity. Now we want integrity in our buildings and our bridges so the roof won't fall down, so the bridge won't collapse. We don't want some hidden part of the roof made out of shoddy and inferior parts. We don't want the bridge to be made of third-class concrete and old rusty beams and pilings. We don't want the elevator 
to be made of faulty materials and instead of taking us to the top, sends us plunging down into the basement. We want to trust our buildings. We want to trust our elevators. We want to trust our bridges. We want integrity in the things that we own and the things that we use and in the people with whom we live and work. But here's what many of us miss. We have to look for it also in our own hearts. It's important that integrity to start from the inside out. That what we seem to be on the outside is an accurate reflection of who we are on the inside. When you have integrity, you don't take supplies from the office to bring home to use. You don't show up late to work having had somebody check you in earlier. You don't spend half the day making personal calls at the office. Well, they don't pay me enough anyway. Well, maybe not, but that's not integrity. If you'll do the right thing, here's our promise. God will make it up to you. God is keeping the records. Many of the things that we face are just tests. God is checking. Can I give him more responsibility? Can I promote him? Are they ready for me to ratchet them up higher? Maybe the bank teller gave you too much money in return. Are you going to have integrity? Go back and make things right? Are you going to say, Krishna, thank you, Lord, you did it again? No, that wasn't the answer to your prayer. Do you call in sick to work, coughing, sniffling on the phone so that you can actually take the day off and go shopping? You could have won an Academy Award with that performance over the phone, but that's not integrity. Bottom line, we can't deceive people and have Krishna for God's favor. When someone knocks on your door at home and you don't feel like visiting with them, do you tell your child to go answer and tell that person that you're not at home? That works. That may send the person away and go back to watching football on Sunday afternoon, but it's not integrity. And then don't complain when your child, having seen you, he or she don't then tell the truth. They're following your example. You can tell the children what's the right thing to do. Stay on the high road, always be honest. But if they see you stretching the truth, if they see you complaining, talking gossip about a person who's not present, they're going to do the same thing. In the fourth round of the National Spelling Bee contest in Washington, D.C., Rosalie Elliott, an 11-year-old girl from South Carolina, was asked to spell the word avowal in her soft southern accent, she spelled it. But did she use with her South Carolina accent an A or an E for the next to last letter? The judges couldn't decide. They listened over and over and over again to recording playbacks, but they didn't know whether she was saying E or A. Finally, the chief judge, whose name was John Lloyd, he put the question to the only person who knew the answer. Rosalie was the letter that you said, an A or an E. 
By then, she'd been surrounded by whispering young peers and co-spellers, so she knew at this point what the correct spelling of the word was. But without hesitating, she answered to the judge, I have misspelled that word. And she walked from the stage. The whole audience stood up and gave thunderous applause, including half a hundred newspaper reporters, one of whom was heard to remark that, boy, judge, boy, put quite a burden on that 11-year-old, didn't he? Well, what I find interesting about all of this, isn't it a sign of the age that when we consider asking a seventh grader to tell the truth, when we consider asking a seventh grader not to lie for her personal advantage, that that's putting a great burden on her? What is that saying about our society? Because when you have integrity to tell the truth, you don't lie for temporary advantage. You keep your commitments. You don't buy things that you know you can't pay for. True, I'm stretching my faith. I'm taking the credit card to Nordstrom's, and I'm stretching my faith, buying things, even though I don't have the funds for them right now. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. First, you stretch your faith. Then, you sign on the dotted line. Let Krishna bless you first, and then, once you have the funds, then you go ahead and purchase. It's not integrity to make commitments that you know you're not going to be able to keep. In other words, don't promise people to move when you know that you can't even get to the clouds. Don't write a check and then pray for three days, hope it will clear. Check your balance first. Be honest, be trustworthy, be a person of your word. What's the most valuable thing that each and every one of us has? The most valuable, more valuable money possessions. It's your reputation. Am I wrong? A good name, they said, is worth more than mass wealth. You can have a lot of wealth and at the same time be looked down upon, be seen as shady, furtive. But when you're a person of integrity, people look at you and think that's person that can trust. They always do the right thing. They're honest. They're fair. They don't talk to me one way and then talk to my friends behind my back another way. They're consistent. Can I tell you your name, your reputation is too important to let it be tarnished by not having integrity. What Arjuna was thinking of taking a less than honorable course of action at the battlefield of Kurukshetra. Krishna was quick to remind him that for one who has been honored, dishonor is worse than death. Katiya shanti Krishna said to Arjuna, Jatasha for one who has taken birth, death is certain. And what many of us in this modern age are unaware of is that for one who is dead, 
without Krishna consciousness, rebirth is certain. Therefore, Krishna says to Arjuna, discharge your duties with integrity. One should not fear death as much as one should fear dishonesty. Krishna says, one who is inclined towards dishonesty can never overcome the entanglement of samsara, birth, death, disease, and old age. When you consistently do the right thing, stay on the high road, that will take you much further than being dishonest, manipulating, trying to gain an unfair advantage. We can't turn in an exaggerated expense account and expect to be blessed. We can't be deceitful on our taxes and expect to have God's favor. I heard a joke about an accounting firm that had a little red box on its wall saying, in case of emergency, break glass, and inside were two tickets to Brazil. <laughs> a few years ago, Adrian Thomas held a bonfire out behind his drugstore in Myersville, Pennsylvania. His family had owned and operated this drugstore for three generations. During the winter of 1992, he came to a decision. He'd seen too many of his friends die, their deaths being caused by lung cancer and heart disease. For 96 years, his family had sold tobacco products. On that day, Thomas, his family members, and his employees boxed up all the cigars and snuff, the pipe, all the tobacco products, piled them in the middle of the parking lot, and then, with a flair for the dramatic, this is probably why it hit the news worldwide. <laughs> Thomas struck a match and used his state tobacco license to start the fire. <laughs> a crowd gathered, and he told local media that he could no longer put profits ahead of the health of his customers. Now, that single event obviously didn't change the smoking habits of society, and I'm sure other stores absorbed the profits that he lost. But his was not a decision based on economics. Thomas was responding from his own sense of integrity. There's a lot in this Kaliuga age of and hypocrisy that we can get by with, we can get away with, we can hide, we can exaggerate, but anything we gain without integrity, it will not be as good as it could have been. Better to be truthful and have less. Better to be truthful and have God's favor take you further, farther. And isn't it a fact that too often we're letting little compromises, cutting little corners, is keeping us from the big things that Krishna has in store for us. Instead of thinking how I can just step over that line, just get away with it, nobody's looking, nobody will know. Our message today is kind of different approach. Why don't we see how far behind the line we can stay? Ask yourself, what's the right thing to do? If I was standing before God, what would my decision be? The bottom line is that the more integrity you have, the more the creation of God will bless you. 
for a person of integrity, they make decisions that honor God. Will the reading of this book honor God? Will the eating of this food honor God? Will the watching of this video honor God? And most importantly, will these friends, will my inner circle of friends honor God? For one who has integrity, you're the same in private as you are in public. You don't treat people in public all nice and kind and considerate and then come home, be rude and harsh to your spouse, to your children, to your family. The word for that is not integrity. The word for that is hypocrisy. Because you should treat your family better than anyone else. You should not be more kind to strangers than you are to your own wife. More considerate to co-workers than the people that live in your house. Will Rogers, the famous American comedian, he joked, live in such a way that you would not be ashamed to sell your parrot to the town of Gossip. <laughs> but we have four parrots in Spanish for Something to think about. Many people would be scared if what they saw in the mirror was not their faces, but reflected back at them in the mirror was their character. Scary. <laughs> on church or in the temple in the synagogue, on Sunday, or in our case, Saturday night, someone comes up and says, Hare Krishna, glad you could come. Great to see you. They'll wave, they'll be friendly, they'll slap you on the back. But that same person, Monday morning, you cut them off in traffic, they'll wave. Yeah. It's called the one finger wave. Being one way on Sunday and another way on Monday, that's two faced. That's a pretender. Now, we're not asking people to be perfect, but we're asking you to be real. You'll never change for the better if you don't first acknowledge the areas in which you're putting out there a false version of yourself. The next time you're tempted to switch over to the pretend you, the compromising you, the dishonest you, our encouragement is to put your foot down and say, no, I'm not going there. No, that's not who I am. That's an imitation. God created me in his image as kind, loving, honest, trustworthy, calm, consistent. And can I tell you that if you talk to yourself that way long enough, if you have integrity, honesty with yourself, you will become consistent. You will become the same person on Monday as you were on Sunday. The same at work as you are at home. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Sometimes you hear people say, God is watching you. Don't take that as a negative. Take that as a positive. Instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to get caught. I'm in trouble. Take that as a challenge. God is watching you to see when he can promote you. Waiting to see that when you pass these tests, he can take you to the next level. I wonder how much higher each and every one of us could go. How much favor and promotion 
we'd see if we just deal with these areas straightforwardly that are holding us back. If you value God's blessing in your life, you have to have high standards. Something you're not sure about, something that's a little confusing, something you don't entirely feel good about. Here's a good rule of thumb. If you have to talk yourself into it, if you have to make excuses as to why it's okay, it's not worth it. Don't do it. You'll never go wrong by taking the high road. You're proving to God that He can trust you, that you'll go the extra mile to do what's right, that you'll pay a price to become everything you were created to be. If it was easy, anybody could do it. It takes people who have a made-up mind. I'm going to honor Krishna, not going to compromise, take shortcuts, do things that are unethical. I'm not going to push people down to get an advantage for myself. I'm not going to be sloppy in my business dealings. I am going to be a person, trustworthy, honorable, full of integrity. These are the kind of people that Krishna rewards. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna There was a businessman in Bombay who had sold the naive American devotees a piece of land in an area of Bombay called Juhu, a very well-known suburb in which many movie stars lived, beautiful beach area there. His name was Mr. Nair, he took a hefty down payment, and then he refused the devotees occupancy of the land. Alarm bells started going off. They asked around about Mr. Nair. Turns out he had this scam going where several times previously he'd taken down payments from prospectors' buyers and then cheated the purchasers, prevented them from taking possession of the land. Prabhupada trumped Mr. Nair by telling the devotees, put up with two by fours and a tin roof a makeshift temple and begin the worship of Radha Krishna on that property. And when Prabhupada did this, Mr. Nair came by and he was fit to be tied. He was enraged. He shouted at Prabhupada, if you don't take down this temple and remove these deities, I will break the temple and remove the deities myself. And he stormed out of the room. That very week, not seven days had gone by before Mr. Nair was hospitalized with a heart attack. Two weeks later, he died. When the devotees came to Prabhupada with news of Mr. Nair's death, for a long time, Prabhupada didn't say anything. He was silent. And then he quoted a verse from Prahlad Maharaj. Even a saint is pleased when a snake or a scorpion is killed. And Prabhupada further mentioned that the half man, half lion incarnation of the Lord, who lives within the heart, had given Mr. Nair a heart attack for trying to be dishonest with the devotees. On the other hand, when you honor God, 
There is a blessing on your life that protects you, that guards you. When you walk in integrity, Krishna puts a shield around you. He's keeping the fiery darts from you. He's pushing back darkness. He's not letting temptation overtake you. He's closing doors that would be harmful. Now, if you want to keep that shield up, keep your integrity up. Be trustworthy. Be honorable. Be a person of your word. Somebody who can be counted on. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Today, for the most part, it's sad to say that Americans have stopped acting in a general sense in terms of their own moral, ethic, and religious beliefs and principles. They have generally stopped acting on what they know is right. And me, me, the iPhone, the iPad, the iCar, the iMarriage has become the guiding However, only moral societies are societies that work. If anyone thinks there's not a direct and invaluable relationship between individual personal integrity in a society and that society's collective prosperity, that person has not studied history. Great moral societies built upon faith in God, honor and trust and the law blossom because they are harmonious. Because people respect their fellow men as parts and parcels of the supreme. Because people have a common belief in something beyond themselves. And this simplifies life immeasurably. You do not waste your time Spend your days fighting for turf, for privilege, for votes, for money, power over your fellow man. Alexis de Tocqueville said it best when he realized even at the founding of America, even in the beginning of our national life, he said, America is great because America is good. If America ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. And isn't that perfect? Sometimes when we compromise, we do things that are questionable. We think we're gaining an advantage with people. We think we're getting the upper hand. But when you walk in integrity, you're gaining an advantage, not with people, not with society. You're gaining an advantage with God. And can I tell you, His favor on your life will take you further than any advantage with people. You may have made mistakes in the past. You may not have had integrity in certain areas. Who hasn't? That's okay. We all have. But our challenge today is a new day, a chance to make things right. Don't go the next 30 years allowing the same things to hold you back. The last story. There was a very wealthy man who had a friend who knew him from high school who was in the construction business. This builder had been down on his luck recently and hadn't had much business. So the rich man decided to help out his high school friend. And he gave him a set of plans with a check for $200,000. And he said to his friend, I want you to build 
me a new house. You handle all the details. Just call me when we're done. And he assured him that he would pay him very well on the completion of the house and did a good job. This builder was so excited. Finally, after a long dry spell, he had some work. Then he got to thinking. Maybe I just cut a corner here, a corner there, save a little here, save a little there, and pocket some of this money. Nobody would see. Nobody would know about it. So he went out and he bought the cheapest concrete he find. He had the workers water even that down so he could go further. He saved several thousands of dollars on the foundation. He went out and he bought the cheapest lumber. Some of it was old, crooked, cracked, warped. He didn't care. Nobody's going to see him. It's going to be behind the walls. He got the cheapest plumber, cheapest electricity. On and on, left and right, cutting corners, pocketing the money. When he's finished, he paid himself on the side about forty thousand dollars. He was so happy, he called the owner over to look at the new house. The owner was very impressed. The all it did look beautiful on the outside. You couldn't tell from looking at it all the corners that he'd cut. The builder couldn't wait to see how much money was going to get paid. He knew the owner was a very generous man. The owner said, you know, my friend, I really don't need a new house. I already have a beautiful house. Just wanted to help you out. But instead of paying you for building this house, instead of paying you for building this house, I'm handing you the keys. Congratulations. You just built your own house. The builder, of course, nearly passed out. He thought, if I had known it was going to be mine, I'd have built it a whole lot better. In the same way, we may not realize it, that each and every one of us is building our own house. You can cut corners here, compromise there, think it's not hurting anyone, but it is hurting someone. It's hurting yourself. And everything may look fine on the outside, but that's not what matters. What matters is what's happening on the inside. Are you watering down your foundation? Are you not being trustworthy in your commitments? Are you slacking off in the office? What kind of materials are you putting in your house? Hey, We're asking you tonight as devotees of Christian to be people of integrity. We're asking you to do the right thing even when nobody can know when nobody is watching. We're asking you not to let small things keep you from the big destiny that Krishna has in store. We're asking you to start passing the test. Be honorable, trustworthy, be a person of your word. If you do this, Krishna's going to have a shield around you. He's going to keep you from making major mistakes. You're not only going to be protected, but you're going to see promotion, good breaks, new levels. You're going to see the fullness of your destiny this life, next life, you're going to go back to home, back to God. If that sounds good to you, I invite you to raise your hands along with me, and let's all say loudly together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna.